0: Chalashing for halas, Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for Essen-Fressen, Tuesday mornings from 11am, where it's all about the food.
1: Good morning. August is the last month of winter, and I am so happy the weather is starting to warm up. I don't know about you, okay, except for today it's freezing, but I'm really tired of the cold. Obviously, not putting my winter clothes away yet, because usually there's a cold snap just before the end of August and before spring arrives. And hopefully this year we'll have spring again quite early. I need this warm weather. So in the news, we've all seen the petrol price has gone up. And what this means is that food prices are going to go up, too. But not only with the petrol prices did the food go up, with the rioting and looting um the coastal towns are going to experience a bit of an increase in their costs. And that is because um, getting food to these places is going to be costing a little more because they're going to have to come from further afield. So on the first of August, BizTech um, posted an article about where the most expensive food items are and where according to their provinces. So they compared Johannesburg, Cape Town and Durban And then they took two outlying sort of rural areas which was peter maritzburg and then another place that um they looked at and that was in the northern cape called springbok so it turns out it's expensive to eat in Joburg, but it's even more expensive to eat in peter maritzburg and that was what they came up with so the place that works these things out is a place called the Peter Marysburg Economic Justice and Dignity Group. And what they found was that over the last 11 months, prices of food have gone up by 7.3% um, across the board. Um, the other thing they found is the difference in um, the costs around between Joburg and Cape Town with Joburg being the most expensive and Cape Town being the cheapest was a 200 rand difference. Now, 200 rand doesn't seem like a lot for a month's worth of groceries, but you add it up and it's two and a half thousand rand for the year. So it, it actually is a lot of money. And, and that's something we all have to start paying attention to. So what this, um, Pinot Marisburg Economic Justice and Dignity Group did was they did a basic shop of around 44 of the most common ingredients bought by low-income homes and communities, and then added them up, and the total was shocking. So Johannesburg, this basic food basket of 44 items, cost in July 4,187 rand and 86, while the same basket cost 4,071 rand and 32 cents in Cape Town. But what what surprised me the most was with this research when they said that um, the outlying areas are going to cost more was that Springbok in the Northern Cape was the most expensive place to buy their food. And that came to over 4,500 Rand for this basic basket. And Peter Maritzburg came in as the lowest at just 4,000 Rand. In fact, it was under that. Now, obviously, the unrest may change this as Petersburg was close to the center and it did become a problem so that's that's going to be an interesting to keep watching and to keep looking at now eggs chicken meat potatoes onions and butternut have all had their prices increased some of them quite drastically i think butternut went up by about 11 percent which is a lot um, and it is a stapled meal that most of us you know use in our homes um the good thing was that things like milli meal went down those prices went down and for the lower income homes the milli meal is a staple and will keep them full for the day but the cost i mean if you want to look at the the impact and the and sort of how this fixes into context is our national minimum wage for a general worker that's not a domestic worker, the base is lower, is 3,817 rand and 44 cents, which means they cannot, no matter where they live, afford this basic food basket, these 44 items. Because when uh, this uh, group had a look into things, 34% of their income is used for transport, so your taxis and things to get to work and back, and 19% is used for electricity most families are going to land up with an over the over 1000 rand deficit on their food budget alone everybody is going to struggle and and the truth is it's not going to only affect the poor it's going to affect us as well and the higher, higher income people it's going to affect them too it's going to affect the charities so um places that uh, food banks and things like that are going to come under a lot of stress because Besides relying on, obviously, donations, they also rely, they have to go buy the ingredients and things so you get the cash in, go shopping, but that cash is not going to stretch as far as it used to. So we're going to see a lot more poverty. We're probably going to see a lot more people on the streets looking for food, and the average debt in the country is going to go up. So more loans being taken, more families getting into more debt. Um, It's a vicious cycle because once you're in debt, You don't have the money to buy the food because you've got to repay the debt. So let's see what we can do um, to change our minds and to change our mindsets about how we eat. The cost of food, obviously, as I said, doesn't matter what you're earning. It's going to affect you and it's going to affect you more than ever. So now I'm going to step on my soapbox um, and I'm going to encourage people to please start looking at alternative ways of eating And meal planning. For me, meal planning, if it's done properly, if it's followed correctly, is going to drop your food bowl. It's going to drop it beautifully. Or it's just going to streamline it. And you'll, you know, so even if you're in the budget, it'll be great. And, I mean, for those who know me, everybody knows that meal planning is my thing. I love my meal planning. Um, I do it for myself. I do it for a couple of uh, resorts. Um, for their kosher guests um, and I do it for clients as well because I think to me meal planning is the first step to getting out of debt because our biggest expense is our food um, and and that's an important thing. So if you've got any questions, uh, suggestions, tips or topics that you'd like us to cover in this show, then please share it. Send us a message. You can SMS us on Three four five one nine. SMSs are charged at one rand fifty. You can reach out on Telegram at 061 or email on air at highfm.com. You can also find us on Twitter at High FM or on the Facebook page 101.9 High FM. So, at the beginning of the year, I issued a challenge. I issued a grocery challenge right back in January. And I'm going to issue it again, whether you keep kosher or not. So in January, the challenge was for people to get their food bills to 180 rand per person per week. Okay, Within a few short weeks of having issued that challenge, I had to reissue it. Food prices went up. So we increased it then to 200 rand per person per week. Well... The cost of food has gone up again and so I'm revising that challenge and I'm going to remind you how to take part in it. There is no prize, there is no sign up, it's just for you. And that is, the new challenge is 250 rand per person per week. Now for a lot of people, that means changing a lot of habits. Habits that you've gotten into for ages. It's going to change the way you serve your meals. It's going to change the way you shop. And it might to a certain extent change where you shop. And I know like people will say, okay, yeah, but that one store is so expensive. But we also have to weigh up the cost of the quality of the produce. Sometimes going to the cheaper food store is not going to help you because the quality of their fruit or vegetables is not as good or it goes off really quickly. Whereas the more expensive store, you're able to keep your fruit for longer than you would. Now, this only works if you do not have huge big fruit eaters in your house. So for me, if I, it doesn't matter where I'm buying my box of bananas. One box of bananas is only going to last me, if I'm lucky, a week. If I'm not lucky, two days. So this is the thing. So now you've recovered from the shock of um this 250 rand per person per week. And it's time to... Tell you how to do this and to answer any questions that you have on this. So the most common responses that I do get is, um, I keep kosher, that's not possible. The 250 rand a week per person, not possible. I have teenagers that never stop eating. I can't do 250 rand per person.
0: Whether you are halishing for halas... Or wanting to bry or fine dine. This is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Today,
1: like I said, I'm on my soapbox about meal planning and cutting the cost of our groceries. Hopefully without cost, cutting the cost of our health and the nutrition that we're going to get from the meals. The nutritional values that we get out of the meals. So the challenge was for 250 rand per person per week on food only. So we're not talking about things like deodorants and, and toiletries and all that kind of thing. This is straightforward food. And like I said, the responses when I give this out is from, we keep kosher, not possible. The teenagers never stop eating. I can't do it. I have a very big family. It's not going to help. Uh, then we won't be able to get takeout. Um, I've got very fussy eaters. They're never going to go for this. But what about Shabbos? So here are my answers to all those questions. You can keep to this budget even if you are kosher. I do it all the time and I've been doing it for three years now. Um, Obviously the budget's changed each year, but um, it is possible. I have very big eaters in my home. I have a son who can eat an entire chicken just to himself and then go back for seconds. So I'm used to cooking these huge, huge meals and then when they were all at school, the lunch boxes and the day was long because school was from obviously eight till after three and sometimes even longer so you know when you've got extra murals it needs a bit of planning the other thing is that um i have a very big family right now at the moment i have two at home because one one has no school at the moment they're on different terms to the regular schools to the the jewish schools my uh, son is back in between trips, um, as I spoke last week about going, um, traveling for kosher. So he's between trips. So he's home for a couple of days before he leaves again. And I have a daughter who works from home. I've got two who work from home at the moment. And I'm home sometimes as well. So we're all hungry and we all want to eat. And it's cold, so you want to eat more. You know, that, that's quite okay. And that's quite normal. But you need to plan for that because it needs to go into your budget. In fact, my kitchen often is likened to a restaurant kitchen. It is full go, almost 24-7. Thankfully, we get a few hours off during the night. The other thing is the big family. Well, I have a huge family because it depends on who's home and whose partners are with them. So we can go anywhere from feeding only four people to feeding nine people three meals a day especially when we were in the major lockdown then i had everybody here and it was a lot of food so in pre-COVID times we would often feed the teenagers um on a shabbos afternoon i could have 10 or more people for um lunch you know easily that was not a problem uh we do get takeout we get takeout once a month we do not go to the restaurants um and that is partly because of COVID, and partly because the cost of going to a restaurant does work out more, because you'll find when you go to a restaurant, then you want, you'll find somebody will want starters, or you'll get a salad, or you'll get cold drinks. Whereas if you get takeout, you're still supporting the restaurant that you're getting your takeout from, but you're able to buy cold drink, a two-liter cold drink, so much cheaper, and making your own salad. So that's. A, There is only one thing i cannot fix and that unfortunately is going to have to come from the home um, itself because fussy eaters is not something i've ever had to deal with yes i do have kids who and family members who don't eat certain things and we cook around that we don't uh cook three or four different meals at a time everybody has had to learn that there are some days there are food that, there is food that you don't like. Um, we have, and my option then is you can have eggs and toast, go make it yourself. Okay. Making it yourself easy when you've got kids who can actually cook, uh, or are old enough, should I say, to cook. That, that does make it a big difference. The next thing is how do you even start? How do you, how do you even begin to look at where to go for this budget? So practicalities of 250 rand per person per week. It is possible and the first step is to work out what you have available to spend on food. This is taking combined salaries or combined incomes that are coming into your home and you're allocating between 30 and 40% of that income just to food. It is a lot If you can get it less than that, great. As long as you don't compromise health, um, that would be an important thing. So 30 to 40% of your income goes to your food. The next step is your meal planning. Now, I have previously gone in depth into how to meal plan. I did a whole series over a couple of weeks on each of the steps. But I'm going to retouch on those steps again just to refresh everybody's memories and to see how it's going. Now, one of the things I'm not going to focus on is Shabbos and Yantiv. I will talk about it, but I'm not focusing on it. We are in COVID and family groups over is not a good idea. It is better to stay safe and stay home, even if it means not having as big a Yantiv or as big a Shabbos as you would like. Um, For me, it is has been an adjustment to go from having visitors every week. But over the last 18 months, we have learned that that's not possible. It's not safe. And for those who have not yet experienced COVID in any way, um, just please note it's not worth the risk. Um, I am two months down the line and still struggling. So so that is an impo- important thing to think about when you are meal planning. Closer to the time, I will redo but I will talk about how to do a say, a yontif if you have to have visitors. If you are going to have visitors, we're going to keep you safe and we will talk about that too. But the first step we're going to cut down is knowing what you actually have in your home. Okay, That's your first step. You've got to know what's in your cupboard. Um, I've said this a few times, but when I first started this, this was about five years ago. It's so my very first attempt at this. I went through my cupboard and I found about six boxes of lasagna sheets because, quite frankly, I just had not um, checked. And every time I went to the shop, my family likes lasagna. So every time I went to the shop, I bought more lasagna Um, and we landed up with so many sheets. Now I have just enough for the next time I'm making a lasagna. The other thing you're going to need to remember is if you do not plan, if you Wing it. So whether it's the weekly shopping, whether it is a Yantav or a party or whatever it is, if you do not have a fixed plan in place, you are going to be spending 10% more than you budgeted for. And if you listen to people who've done functions and like recently, in it, they all tell you how much over they went um, unless they were very carefully planned. And that's an important thing. So the first thing to do, obviously, is our inventory. We're going to take an inventory of the cupboard and we are going to have a look what there is. Now, it's not just your cupboards. So if you've got a pantry cupboard, you want to take everything out. It's a good time to clean. You don't have to wait for Pesach. Uh, clean the cupboards nicely to take stock of what you've got and then to put it all back nicely organized and doing your fridge and freezer If you have a freezer that is not uh, self-defrosting, it's a perfect time to defrost your freezer. Give it a good clean and then see what you have. Please remember with food in the freezer, you need to know when it went into the freezer. Most foods, three to six months, if it is a proper freezer, if it is just a small um, thing on top of your fridge and not a a deep freeze, then the time in your freezer is even less. You just need to know your dates and which is why everything when you put into your freezer should kind of be labeled. Um, You want to take also into account how much you have in there and what is open, what is not open and what are their expiry dates. Um, Often we'll find like, I think it's happened to me also, I think on the last um, pantry thing, we cleared out and so much had been stuffed into the one shelf. We discovered three half-open bags of macaroni. Now we're a big macaroni family, so you know it's not unusual to have more than one bag. But to have them all open at the same time is inviting weevils and insects into your cupboard. So it's very important to check that. Um, that's a, that's an important thing to do as well. Um, I'm in the habit of once I've opened something of wrapping it in Glad wrap immediately before putting it back in the cupboard. It seals it nicely and it prevents from getting insects. Your next step, obviously, is to find out what your family likes to eat and what they will not touch at all. Now, I don't know about the other parents, but I've often thought, okay, I know what my kids like to eat. You serve it and they go, but I don't eat this. And if you've got more than two children, it can get a little bit more complicated Because I will often get the comment, but I eat this, she doesn't, you know, or since when do I eat these things? And that's why every three to four months, what I do is a family likes and dislikes. I go into, everybody gets a sheet of paper. All of my kids are old enough to do it themselves and they've got to hand it in. Otherwise, they don't get a say in what's coming up in the coming months on the menu. So that's an important thing as well. And you can actually do it with smaller little kids by giving them pictures of different foods and asking them, do they like it or don't they? Even at a young age, most kids are able to recognize the foods that they like and they don't like. And it does save a major headache. Um, the other thing to do with this, once you've got this, you're able to meal plan around everybody's tastes. Um, and you're not making a 100 meals a day what you can do is what they call deconstructed food so what you can do is um i often do that with burgers is you've got the roll you've got the meat patty and then you've got a whole lot of different toppings, all cut up and ready and everybody makes their own so if you've got people who don't like certain ingredients that go into a food but it's not going to change the taste put it in separately or put it to the side so for us um with the stir fry sometimes I know I've got two people who will to eat mushrooms, but the rest of the house eats mushrooms. So I do the mushrooms separately. They're in a bowl and you can just add it to those who want. Or if you're going to add ingredients, then you just take out for the person who's not going to eat those ingredients, put it in a separate bowl. They can microwave it later when um, when they are ready. So that's the first thing to do. The next thing is... Um, deciding on your shopping very important is the meal planning um, as part of it it is um, finding out now you've got everything you know your ingredients you know your what your family wants is deciding what meals to make when and i am a big proponent in meal planning in themes now it doesn't mean that it's got to be like a party theme or whatever for me, themes are Monday is vegan, Tuesday vegetarian, Wednesday is mince. Thursday and Friday, I alternate between chicken and red meat. And that just made my life a lot easier and knowing what to do. And then when I want a challenge, I will add a country. I will say, okay, it's vegan tonight. Let's see what vegan foods we can make based on the traditional dish of Brazil, which is a big meeting eating country, by the way. So it is a big challenge, but it's fun and if you like cooking, it's a great way to do it. The themes are also a great way to plan your meals if you hate cooking. It truly is because, um, you know, you can choose quick meals and you know what's coming and you know what's going to be done. And if you've got kids who you think you would be okay in the kitchen, put them to work. Let them make a meal per, night, uh, per week then everybody gets a turn to cook. And that is great. Just don't get taken in by the kid who messes it up in order to get out of it next time. That's all there is to it. Um, And that happens quite a lot. Um, I know some kids are very clever with that. I know in my house they're very clever with that, trying to get out of cooking. But I don't always let it. I've just found what they can cook, and we have that quite often. So that's an important thing. Now, you've got your themes and all those. It's time to look for recipes. You may have your favorite recipes. So for me, I'm going to take Wednesday night, which is the mince night. And for us, it is, there's a whole range. It's burgers, it's buravos, um kebabs, uh, so koftas. I do bourrevos, kebabs as well. Uh, we do koftas, we do tacos, we do sloppy joes, cottage pie, all those things that are required with mints. And it doesn't matter whether you're using chicken mints, beef mints, or lamb mints. It all goes. It is still mints. Burgers are still mints. It's the way they made. So that's an important thing. Um, and I must admit now having a chef, a chef in training every now and again in my home, we do get some interesting dishes. And he sticks to the themes as well. So he's expanding his cooking repertoire as well and challenging and will often try and do some more exciting and more challenging things than I can. So that's an important thing when you're doing your themes and that and finding recipes. So find the recipes that you know and love and that you know your family like and put those on your news first. Always do the easy ones before you do the more difficult ones. So that that's an important thing. Um, The next thing is to then start filling in the blanks. Leave the hardest part to the last. So for me, because I need more like research, because I want to challenge myself, I leave my Mondays, which is my vegan night, to the end so that I can like challenge myself and find some really nice recipes, and it gives me time to plan. Um, And you can find recipes, whether they're in your cookbooks from the 1960s and 70s all the way to on the internet where you've got to convert from American to South African, however it is, there are so many delicious, amazing meals available, recipes that are easy to find. Um, There really are. So, So that's a challenge on its own is finding
0: your recipes. Whether you are chalishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food.
1: So we're talking about meal planning. Now, as I've said, you've got to find your recipes, you've got to find your themes and the meals that you want. Um, the first thing that you've got to also decide is how long are you meal planning for and how many meals you're planning. If you're planning for one week or one month, Or three meals a day or just one meal whichever is best for you is what you're doing so for me I find it easy to plan for one month and I do breakfast lunch and supper now the easy thing with breakfast is even though I have a different breakfast every day it's more or less the same every week so every now and again I will change it up and we will then do something new now Once you've got that decided, please remember to include any school snacks that you need to send with. If you're working from home, you want tea breaks and things like that, that needs to be included as well. Um, You need to draw up your shopping list. So you've got your recipes, you've chosen what you want to make. Now it is time to pull up a recipe, uh, a shopping list. And the easiest way to do that is to take the recipe and break it down. You draw up your shopping list. So if you are making something easy like spaghetti bolognese, you need spaghetti, you need mince. For most people, you need tomato and onion or tomato sauce, curry powder, garlic, onions, whatever you're going to put into your um, mince recipe. And then you're going to have a look from that recipe. You've drawn up your shopping list. Before you go anywhere, you're going to take that entire shopping list so you do the whole week, if you're doing a week, you're going to take your shopping list and you're going to compare it to your pantry inventory that you did right at the beginning where you went through your cupboards and your freezers to see what you had. And you're going to cross off anything you already own. So now you've shopped at home. Shopping at home for me is one of the most important things. It is one of the quickest ways to bring down your bowl. Um And as a different challenge, if you really want, what you can do is take what's in your cupboard and create recipes from that. Um, I think the recipe website is still available. It was called um, inmyfridge.com or something like that. And you could type in your ingredients and it would find the recipes for you. And it was really a great one, especially right in the beginning when I I was still unsure of how, how to make things. And... You know, if you're a beginner cook or an uncertain cook, then it's easy to do that. There are websites as well that are able to um, give you recipes based on your skills. So you just type in, you sign up, and it says, right, what are you looking for? You want these kind of meals, you want easy, you want quick, all that kind of thing, and it'll draw that up for you, and it will find them. Um, One of my favorite things to do, though, is to take recipes that are – Definitely not kosher and turn them on their head and make them kosher. So we often eat strange looking food um, and things that you wouldn't normally like find. So um, I remember doing for my daughter um, to help her. She did form a trick with the consumers. We weren't at a Jewish school and they were doing what's called chicken cordon bleu, which is actually made with cheese and bacon. So we went into how do we change that? And we landed up, it's chicken breasts, we got um, vegan cheese slices, we put that down, and we got pastrami. And we rolled up the chicken and we did it that way, and it was outstanding. And her teacher was so shocked because he'd never seen anything like this. He didn't even think it was possible. He was actually prepared to allow us to change the recipe because of it. And and that was really nice. Um, so it's a, it's a nice thing to look into and to do. The next thing that you need to do is to look at um, where you've got loyalty cards, which cards are going to earn you the most points, and also to look in your newspapers, your weekly newspapers, where are your specials. The WhatsApp groups often have posts um, with specials from the different stores every week. Um, On Facebook, a lot of the shops have their own Facebook page where they post their specials, and that's an important part. Remember, your meal plan is not set in stone. Your meal plan needs to fit your lifestyle. So sitting with those magazines and changing your ideas, that's fine. Do that. You don't have to plan your meals every Sunday. If the newspaper with the specials comes out on a Wednesday, then that's when you do your meal planning. Week to week doesn't mean Sunday to Sunday It can mean any seven days. But the most important thing is that you try not to go to the shops more than once a week for food. Whether it's fruit, vegetables or fresh ingredients, it is important that you stick to going as little as possible. Every time you step into the store, you spend five to ten percent more than what you were going to. Another way to do it is to take cash only and only use that exact amount. Um, I got a store card that you put money into. You will still earn loyalty points, but I only use it for grocery shopping. And what is in it is in it, and that's it. When that's done, well, you know what? We're going to struggle at the end of the month if I didn't budget properly. So that's an important part of meal planning. Now, I hope this helped you kind of understand and plan for... um, your meals and to plan and understand how to get the best out of your groceries and how to get the best out of your shopping and reduce your bills. As I said, um, we have a lot of um, new and interesting ways to shop. Um, Shopping online, there are so many options. Um, I see Pick and Play relaunched their online shop, their their, um, daily one not the the big one um, the other places I know I often will do my shopping late at night do it on my app and by half past 8 in the morning my shopping is at my house so some of the online shopping places will only allow you to do 30 items at a time so that's why the planning comes in very handy there are other um, services offered where people will go do your shopping at a mall and go to different stores And so you can get your shopping done from different places all at once. They charge a flat fee. I think on average, most places charge between 60 and 90 Rand for all of those kind of things. And it does save you money because you're not doing impulse shopping. You're only getting what you need. You're not spending that petrol, which just went up a Rand per liter. And you're not, I mean, as much as the parking guards kind of need the money, you're not spending the money on the parking guards either. And that, that is a big thing. So, so that is going to save you a lot and a lot of money straight away.
0: Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to brie or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food.
1: So we've been talking about doing online shopping and cutting down your grocery bills, eating better. I'm just going to talk a little bit about Shabbos and the cost of Shabbos. So that is one of our biggest expenses in the Jewish community is Shabbos. And I've talked about this over the years that we overeat, we over plan, we overserve, and we always have millions of leftovers and it's a waste of food. So talking about Shabbos, when you are planning and sticking to a very strict budget is an important factor. The first factor is the cost, how much food, are you going to be serving? How much do you always have left over after Shabbos that doesn't get eaten? Because I don't know about you, but leftover challenge is not my favorite thing. So here's the thing with Shabbos. And it's something we've all had to learn, and some people are taking a little longer to learn than others. Nothing wrong. If you can afford it, keep doing it. But for the most part, most of us are tightening our belts. So the first thing is How much are you serving generally we should have your two colors those are non-negotiable and your grape juice but your starters your main your dessert your fish dishes we don't need so much food if you want a starter please soup is a great starter it can be filling and it's cheap and you can often use vegetables that are just not fresh enough to serve as a side dish but they're still good So you could use them in soup. So something like limp carrots could be made into a beautiful carrot soup. Carrot and ginger soup, perfect for cold weather, great to boost your immunity. Another idea is to, if you're not having soup, so if you're summer people and you don't eat soup in summer, well then do a fish starter. Although from what I can see, fish is more expensive than meat, so we kind of tend to avoid that. Um, Sushi is a great one. Everybody loves sushi as a special treat for Shabbos. But don't get a huge tray. Get a nice tray, a nice size. Um, There are a lot of places selling them where it's enough for, say, four or five pieces per person. That is quite filling and it's a great starter. It's nice, it's light and keeps you going. The next thing is your main course. Please, meat and chicken as options that is all 1980s out the window now the option is what that is it i'm serving meat tonight there is no chicken or i'm serving chicken tonight there is no meat obviously if you've got somebody who doesn't eat red meat then just make enough chicken for them don't make an entire chicken because one person doesn't eat meat or if you've got somebody who doesn't eat chicken don't make an entire roast just for one person who wants red meat Um, you know that kind of thing look at what you're making think about what you're making think about the vegetables that you're serving with it as well and looking at what now my family love couscous they go couscous maybe once a month because of the cost and because of how many servings. so whether they like it or not they get rice and I often flavor my rice just to give it some interest. So that's something to do different. And then we're looking at salads and desserts. Now, a fresh salad on the table, wonderful. If you want some other kind of salad, that's great. You don't need three or four salads for one meal. If you're just your family, one salad, if it's a big family, two salads are more than enough, and you should be okay with that. Dessert. A lot of people, by the time they finish supper, especially on a Friday night, are too tired and don't want dessert. So when you're making a dessert, take that into consideration. Dessert does not need to be this huge affair. So if you're doing fruit salad, have a small bit of ice cream with it. Um, If you're doing a cobbler, just you only need one dessert. You don't need like three or four things. Obviously jelly and ice cream or jelly and fruit salad go well. Fruit salad and ice cream goes well. Um, but cobblers are easy to make. They're not expensive and you honestly don't need other food with it. If people don't want those baked things, there's fresh fruit on the table at all times. Um, and that, that is an important part of it. Um, once again, I want to just remind everybody, please, if you have any suggestions, questions, tips, or information on cooking and food that you'd like us to share on the show, please send us a message. SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1Rand50. Telegram is 0618951119. Email us on air at highfm.com. You can reach out on Twitter at highfm or on Facebook, 101.9 FM. I am Adrian Bugatti and this was the Essence Fresh Show.